0: The 630Chad Afternoon News with Jalyn Nye. Weekdays at 2
1: on 630Chad. We are living through some historic times, but give it 10, 20 years. Will we remember what it was like right now? What about trying to explain the the COVID-19 pandemic 100 years from now? Well, museums in the province, which were allowed to reopen two weeks ago in the first phase of the relaunch, are trying to document this time, this time in this world. With more, we are joined by Dr. Julie Petrov, the acting head of history and curator of daily life and leisure at the Royal Alberta Museum. Dr. Petrov, welcome to the show. Thanks very much for having me. Okay, so when did you realize, or when did the museum realize that this needed to be documented, and and how do you come to that conclusion? Well, it's like any major event. Um,
0: if more than just one person is affected, <laughs> we start paying attention. You know, we we live in this community as well as uh, museum workers, and we started getting really worried um, when the news started rolling in, and then when things started shutting down. Um, when there was government measures being taken we realized yeah we've, we've got to take this really
1: seriously have to take it really seriously some people will ask why why do you need to document this what do you say to them um well
0: our mandate at the in the cultural study section of the museum is to document social history and certainly um whether or not um, you think that uh, the virus itself is serious or not, it certainly impacted the way we live. So um, that is one of the reasons why we have to take it seriously. And another reason is because it's a snapshot in time. Um, We have been asked about, for example, the 1918-1919 Spanish flu pandemic. Well, there was no museum hundred years ago so we weren't able to document things then um but we can now so uh we can we can fulfill
1: that history making work now so you're in charge of the pandemic collection um what what is that being made up of right now what are you looking for what are you hoping to collect so uh, my colleagues and i it's not just
0: me uh, my colleagues and i are, are collecting various aspects of of the pandemic. So, for example, my colleague in military and government history is looking at kind of objects that have to do with government responses or or the branches of government so he's taking in things like playground tape he's taking in things like um, things from teachers and nurses um, my colleague in work life and industry is taking things um, that are made by uh, companies that have retooled to create things like face masks or face shields or even signs for stores um, that encourage social distancing
1: um, or sanitizer, the hand sanitizer too, yeah. Yeah, the hand sanitizer being made
0: by uh, craft breweries and craft distilleries all over the province. Um, that's been a big one as well. So, um, you know, we're also tracking volunteer responses. Uh, we are hoping, um, after the pandemic is over, um, to get some PPE worn by frontline workers, uh, maybe to work with uh, Indigenous communities as well, uh, to document what what the reality on the ground has been for them. So, it's it's definitely still a developing situation, and it's a developing collection.
1: All right. So, can can people? drop off stuff for you or are, are your you know your colleagues and you you're doing it you're, you're going out to find it <laughs> how does that work like you won't be able we're, to drop off their stuff
0: socially distant. we're We're following the same uh, public health measures <laughs> as everybody else so please don't drop stuff off um but you can certainly contact us there's a general contact form on our website we and people can yeah. get
1: in touch and uh we'll make sure we get back to you <laughs> hey dr Petrov, um i i'm curious to know um what happens when everything is collected what do you do with it at that point i'm guessing it's all it's all documented it's all you know put away so it doesn't you know break down or whatever then how long does it sit there for like yeah that's a really good
0: question people don't really know what happens once they sign things over to us um we go through all the um measures to make sure that uh, the things that are coming in um are quarantined themselves so that they're not bringing in harmful um Bugs or germs into into the museum. Um, we make sure we photograph them. They get a number. They get entered into our database, um, and then it sort of depends on on what the needs are. So people can request to see them. Um, people might uh, might study them, might see them on tours. We might do an exhibit. Uh, researchers come and look at our materials. Um, yeah, it it sort of uh, lives there for as long as it's the the objects itself survives.
1: You know, it's it's fascinating because I don't think you really think too much about it, or you you would, I mean me, or you know people outside you would think about it all the time. But I think for those of us who maybe go to a museum, I remember the last place I think I walked through was Pier 21 in in Halifax, and and going through there and seeing all of the all of the uh, the travel boxes, all of the luggage, all of the pictures, and I was able to see my grandfather's signature where they wow. came across on the like it was it was really really powerful. I get choked up just talking about it because. I when my parents came to canada or when my dad came to canada and my grandparents that is where they stepped foot was was halifax yeah. and i was able to go there but at no time did i think well how did they collect all of this stuff and at the same time there was a human rights collection that was that was uh, on display there as well was, which again was very incredibly powerful and moving uh, but i think you know who thinks to have that sweater that that fellow was wearing while he was shot to collect that and keep it like i mean it's just there's just a different way of thinking when you are trying to 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 capture a moment in time something that is that is so huge that has an impact on the world i just i think that's really don't want to remember it no, no. And that's something that,
0: that we are sensitive to as well. So when people um, have asked me, oh, you know, where is the stuff going on display? Well, probably right now it's too soon. Um, people yeah. are still in the midst of it. And, you know, if, if anybody has, has uh, been affected personally, like they've lost a yeah. loved one, they're still grieving. So um, there's definitely that aspect to it. And there's also the aspect of some people just don't think of collecting it or hanging on to yeah. it um, because, Memory in material objects doesn't mean as much to them, or they want to get rid of the bad memories, or they just consider it disposable in the first
1: place. One of my uh, listeners just texted and said, JR Family is making a COVID 19 2020 time capsule. That I'm going to pass it along till whenever, and then they'll be allowed to open it at a certain day, you know. And some people, again, want to document it, and others, and others don't, as you mentioned. Before I let you go, uh, uh, Dr. Petrov, um, how are things at the museum? Anything people need to know if they want to be by anything like that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, we recommend that people. Pre-book uh, a ticket, so that
0: gives you timed admission, um, and then you don't have to worry about the social distancing when you come by to uh, get admission and wait in line, etc. So that's just more convenient. It saves everybody time and effort, and you know exactly when you're going to get in.
1: All right, sounds great. Thank you so much for joining me this afternoon. Um, I, I look forward, in 50 years, maybe 50 years, if I'm lucky, to, 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 <laughs> to, to, to see this uh, display. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you very much. Yeah, you betcha. That's uh, Dr. Julia Petrov, the acting head of history and curator of daily life and leisure at the Royal Alberta Museum. Yeah, Alan says, Jay, our family making this time capsule... And it's going to we're going to pass it down. Hopefully, a hundred years they'll be allowed to open it up. And I asked what's going in it. He says pictures, videos, birthday cards, Christmas cards, newspaper, and photos taken during the year. This is interesting as well. Uh, the Canmore Museum and uh, GeoScience Centre are working on a project as well, uh, documenting the pandemic in real time. It's all on their website. Uh, staff at the museum being asked uh, asking people to keep daily journals or to write letters to their future selves or, or loved ones. And and it's one of the things that they have suggested for a lot of us as we're dealing with the pandemic and maybe trying to fill some time or whatever it is, is to keep daily journals about how you're feeling, what's happening and that sort of stuff. Have you done that? Have you done that, Chedville? I'd love to hear from you at 780-496-0063. I have the stack right beside me of the news that we've covered from day one to what's today, day 73 in quarantine uh, over here in southwest Edmonton. And uh, I think it's going to be interesting. interesting to go back at some point and and take a scroll through all of that and and um, and realize what we've gone through over the past few months what would you put in your pandemic time capsule